This is a recording of the speech that I gave in Congregation Shem Tzenem Ba'alacha between Mincha and Ma'arav on the first days of Sukkot. In Jantif, Roshos the Rav, I'd like to share with you a few thoughts about a question on the Rambam that many Achorinim asked. When the rabbi asked me to speak, so I noticed um, a, a pamphlet by Rabbi Victor Miller. And while it is not my want to normally read them, I glanced at it and I was reading through it, paging through it, and I noticed that it said that in the 19, I think the 1960s perhaps, Rabbi Miller and his shul at that time, I think in maybe Canarsi or East Flatbush, organized like a Lulav rally or a Lulav march for his shul members, whereby everybody would take the Lulav and Esrig and walk around town. And it said that the reason that he instituted it, the reason that he did this was because he felt that there was a a lack, a surfeit of pride in the mitzvah of the Dalad Mina. In those days, people would be putting their the Dalad Mina into like a bag and bringing them to shul. Remember, in those days, they didn't have the dairy to love them. So you could fit it into a smaller bag. And he felt that people weren't so proud of the mitzvah. So he organized the Lulav rally so that people should walk around as though we're on, on the din. We got received the kapara. And we're very happy. We're very excited. We're having real simcha with the Arab Aminim. And he therefore, in order to ensure that people felt this truly, he organized these rallies. When I read that, it reminded me that when I was a child, when I was a young adult, I remember seeing here in Flabosh Chabad Shluchim coming on the streets of King's Highway with the Dal Aminim, and they would ask the passers-by, you're Jewish, you're Jewish, did you shake the Arab Aminim? And I remember thinking to myself, despite um, on my mother's side, descending from a very long line of Chabad Chassidim, nevertheless feeling to myself that I was not happy with the religious coercion that seemed to me inherent in having regular random passers-by, people on the way to or from work, going to or from the grocery, to their apartment, to their homes, and being accosted and said, hey, do you do the mitzvah of the Dal Minu? And when I asked myself if that was truly the reason that I wasn't very pleased about seeing this Chabad Chassidim on the street with the Arab Aminim, I had to answer in the negative. That really wasn't the full reason. There was another aspect. And the other aspect was that I wasn't too pleased. I wasn't too excited or happy. But I realized that part of what bothers me, maybe even the most important part of what bothers me, is actually their joy, 
their uninhibited, unmitigated joy that they're manifesting, that they're exhibiting, within the midst of the Dal Minim, the smacht and the Hashem and the Mamish feeling it. They have a pride in the midst, so they want to share it with everybody. Like everything, when you have a good news, you want to share it with other people. And they're doing this in such a supreme way. And I, and I not that way. Yeah, I take the Dal Minim, but I'm not too happy and not too, especially thrilled or excited about it. And there's a certain jealousy. And there was a certain lack on my part of joy that I saw by them that I realized was also fueling my angst and what I preferred to presuppose was related to religious coercion. But whether it's Rabbi Miller or Chabad, they both are actually based upon a very long tradition of us loving the Dao of Minim, of us walking around with the Dao of Minim daily, all day. The Gemara tells us that this was actually a custom of the Jewish people, at least from Anshay Yerushalayim. The Gemara tells us in Sukkot, my mouth, from a base. This was the custom of the people of Jerusalem. That on Adam the other person would leave his home and he would have his dal minim in his hand. He would go to shul, he would be having the lulav in his hand, not just not just during the Nanuim, during Halal, but he would dive in the whole davening, holding the wool of an esrik. But if he would lane, in those days, as Rashi explains, you would have to be holding the Torah, girl, the Torah, opening the Torah, so you have to put it down. Um, also, if he was a kain, he had to do and you have to put it down. But if you would go, to Menachem Avel, if he would go to go visit the sick, he would carry the Dao Mina. Nichlas the base Madrash, if he would come and to learn. So Mishagalov Viyad Vinoy, Viyad Abdai, Viyad Shluch, and then he would give it to his son or his servant. Why? Because he would be too busy learning and it would fall. What would, what is this showing you? Kamahe's reason for mitzvahs, how much they took the mitzvah seriously of the Dao Mina. So the idea. Of people walking around all day with the rule of an esrik, and not just during halal, is an ancient one. The idea that Rabbi Miller was trying to reignite the pride, the simcha that we felt with the Dal Minim, is something that is not alien. It's not newfangled. It's an old custom by the Jewish people. The idea that you have certain members of the Jewish community walking up the rule of an esrik all day, this is a effect reconstituting the simcha, reconstituting the idea that the Anshi Yerushalayim used to do with the Dalai Mina. This is the context that I'd like to provide for my topic tonight. My topic is in relation to a Rambam that doesn't seem to bring down a halacha that other Yishayim do bring down. The question is, why not? 
So some additional background is helpful. There's a Gemara. Gemara in Menachas and Samachema base. The Gemara is darshaning from the Pasuk about Sefira Sa'imer. But the Pasuk tells us, Svartem Lochem, Yimachos HaShabos, HaShviyas Tisbuch HaMishim Yoyim. So we learn out, the Gemara tells us, in Menachas, Shetehei Sefira Lekolacha Ve'echoi. And each and every person individually has to count the Omer. You can't rely on the counting of the Omer, of just the, the basin, of just the Shadach Tzibur. Every person has to count the Omer. It's interesting to note that when it comes to the mitzvah of counting the Shemitahs, of counting to Yoivel, that over there the passage, over there we say no. We say that that's just a mitzvah for the basin. It's not a mitzvah for each and every individual person. So both the this Rambam and the Sefer Mitzvahs and the Cheskuni, they say the reason is because when it comes to the mitzvah of Sfirah it appears twice. Once it appears in Pashas Emor, once it appears in Pashas Re'eh. So because we have two times where it says the mitzvah of the Aymer of counting, one is for the basin, and one is for the individual person to count for themselves. So one counting of the Aymer is for the individual, and one is for the basin. Whereas when it comes to the counting of the Shemitahs, the, the Yevil cycle, since it only says one counting, so that's just for the base. We don't have a source to tell us for the individual. There is a difference between the Rabbah and the Cheskuni in terms of what is the Pasuk that teaches us the counting. One is the focus for the Rabbah is on the Usfartim Lochem. Um, I'm sorry, the Cheskuni is the Usfartim Lochem and the Pasuk of Shiva, Shavuot Tisbalach. And the Rambam seems to suggest that it's based upon the Tisbruch HaMishim Yoyim and the Shiva Shavuot Tisbalach. So either way, the idea is that there's a distinction between the Omer and the Shemitah, Yoyavul cycle. The Omer has to be counted by each individual, because there's two sources for it, whereas the counting of the Shemitah, the Yoyavul cycle is only on the basic because it's only one source for it. In Parshas Bahar, the So the question is, we have a similar drush. Gemara tells us both in the end of the third parak and Sukkah on the mouth on the base as well. At the beginning of the fourth parak on the middle one aleph, the Gemara tells us that we learn out from that there has to be a taking each and every individual person has to take the dal meaning by themselves. So. If each and every person has to take a down meeting by himself, then why is it that we don't see that the Rambam counts that as a halacha? Doesn't bring that as a mitzvah, as part of the mitzvah, as part of the requirements. That it has to be that each and every person takes a down meeting on their own. Then you might want to say, well, look, Lukachtem only says it one time. It doesn't say Lukachtem two times. We only have one source for the down meeting. Parshas Emor doesn't say it again in the Torah. Okay, maybe, but. Let's assume for the moment that the Gemara is within its rights, Chazal, within its rights to make a similar drasha that they made for Svira, that they make that for the for the Dalamina. And the Rambam brings down, the Rambam brings down over there the Halacha about Shehei in Tzmina Musafin in Parag Zion. 
the Rambam does bring down the idea that it has to be a sphere of Kalach So, how come in the Hilchas Lulav, the Rambam doesn't bring down that it has to be Shifahel Kicham beyond Kalach Vechem? This is a Jerusha that appears a few times in the Gemara in Sukkah. Why doesn't the Rambam bring it down as a Halacha? So, I'd like to suggest you a number of possible answers, and we'll take them one by one. The first possible answer. Is that the Gemara earlier in Sukkot on Medal and Rebbeis? The Gemara learned out a different drasha from Lukachtan. The Gemara learned out Shetehel Kicha Tama. There has to be a whole taking, a full taking. Rashi explains there has to be a shleim, it has to be a, 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 a taking in its entirety. And and Tesis pointed out that Shetehel Kicha Tama means that what we're learning out from here is Mihei Taima Nami Paslina Esri Chaser. We learn out from here that an esrog that's missing something is not kosher because not all kikotama. So the idea is perhaps we could suggest that since there's another drush that's coming from Lukachtim, perhaps the Raman found it binary. You can't learn out two things from Lukachtim. You want to learn out the kikotama, then you can't learn out the shetehel kikotbiyakolechad And since the fact the Raman does bring down the halacha of kikotama, so therefore we couldn't bring down the halacha. Perhaps that's what we could suggest for the Rama. The problem is that at least I don't know, you know, I have a reason to say why we can't suggest what we do many times in Shas to say that there's Tarti Shmamino. We'll learn out two things out of it. Sometimes the Gemara, for example, the Gemara says in the beginning of the second paragraph, Brachas and Daf Tezvav, the Gemara suggests that I think it's the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi. Now we learn out from Shema two things. One, we learn out Shema that it's kosher Let's say a person doesn't understand Russian Kurdish. They would like to say Shema in English. Can it be added to the midst of Shema if they said it in English? The answer is yes. If they say it in a language that they understand, of course, they can be added to the mitzvah. Of course, if they say it in Russian Kurdish, even if they don't understand, they're still added to the mitzvah. But if they if they do not want to say um, Shema, let's say in Lashon HaKadosh, they want to say in a language that they understand. Can the Be'ayis of Mitzvah Shema? The answer is yes. Shema, B'chol Lashon HaShat We also have another Gemara. Over there, the Gemara says, what does Shema mean? Shetehei Shema Ma'ashat HaMetzim Picha. Right, that when you say the Shema, it has to be audible. You shouldn't be whispering the Shema. It has to be audible. You say your your ears have to hear. You have to hear what your mouth is saying. So we learn that also out from Shema that it has to be heard. So how could it be that you learn out two things out of Shema? One that it could be said in another language if you understand a different language on Lashon Hakodesh, and also that it has to be audible. So the answer must be as the Gemara says, Tarti Shema. We know we learn out two drushes. Out of a lokachtem. So if we learn our two drushes out of a lokachtem, I'm sorry, two drushes out of Shema. So if we learn our two drushes out of Shema, why can't we suggest that maybe we learn two drushes out of lokachtem? I have no reason to say not. That's one possibility. In other words, my suggestion is that the Rambam is not bringing down the halacha because he was unable to, given that he already brought down. But I'm questioning that. 
and saying that we why can't we say Tatishramina? What's wrong with saying that? That's one possibility. Um the second possibility I'd like to suggest is that we have a, another drush, both places the Gemara bringing down this point of Lukachta. The Gemara then follows it up with another drush, and that is from the word Lachem. And we learn out from Lachem that it has to be Mishalachem, it has to be belong to you. You cannot use a, a stolen, you cannot use a borrowed Lulavid Esrik. Right? We know that borrowed is a term of the art. Shaul is a term is is doesn't mean literally um, that you can't get it back, but it has to be. It depends on the kind of on the kind of it, it depends on the kind of um, taking that we're talking about. So a shaul is possible in the Yantafrishi. Now that he's a a shaul a borrowed dal meaning, but matonam is okay. The Gemara brings down a ma'isa where you had. A number of people on a boat, and they only had one Luvan Esrik, it belonged to Rebbe Gamlil. Having only one Luvan Esrik is not such a big deal. The Shuvah is literally up to 100 years ago, where you had one Luvan Esrik in the town. My grandmother, who I'm spending Yantif with, is Kananar in her middle 90s. She remembers that everybody would come to the rabbi's house in Europe. She lived in, a, in Vilna. They'll come to the rabbi's house to shake Lulav and Esri. She lived in a, in a suburb of Vilna, a little uh, shtetl next to Vilna. They only have one Lulav and Esri. They didn't have a Lulav and Esri for each person. Everybody came in and used the rabbi's Lulav and Esri. So this is not, how do they do it? Do you not let to use a show? They did have an Torah sees that in the story. I'm sure the order, by the way, that we see also in in uh, in the beginning of Brachas in the in the debate in the fight between Gamliel and Rabbi Yeshua in relation to his Maravur the continuation of the battle that we saw already in Rosh Hashanah and the Mishnah in relation to the calendar. So Rabbi Gamliel was at the head, then Rabbi Yeshua, then it was Rabbi Nazar who became the the replacement candidate, and then Rabbi Akiva. So. They all used it. And the Gemara says over there that the Wolf and Esther they bought was like a thousand dollars that Miguel had. It was very expensive because they wanted to tell you how how of the mitzvah was to them with Dal meaning. But the point was is entirely fine. In fact, if the person doesn't give back, then he will not be Yaitzah. So is that different than the show? Yeah, it's different. One is the Matana that. Um, requires one to give it back, but during that period of time, it's yours. In the same way, in the same way that a show would be absolutely possible, is entirely kosher. I uh, would think it perhaps somewhat relevant um, to share with you the idea that I, I work in a bank, and one of the things that I learned in in working in the industry, the financial industry is that a large segment of the financial markets is dependent on a contract known as a repo, a repurchase agreement. A repurchase agreement is effectively a way to borrow money without borrowing money. Effectively, the lender is known as the buyer, right? What he's doing is taking assets, and paying cash for it 
what it, in effect he's doing is lending money, but in effect he's taking a collateralized loan by purchasing assets and giving cash. And then at the after a period of time, the repo seller repurchases the assets for the cash that he was previously get, given. Um, and there's some premium, right? That's effectively the interest of what was uh, borrowed. But in the markets, it's not viewed as a loan. A loan, if there would be a bankruptcy, would be, become a secured creditor would have to wait in line. But a repurchase contract is avoids the automatic stay of a bankruptcy. The lender is able to close out, or in this case, the lender is not known as the lender, he's known as the repo buyer, is able to close out the contract, doesn't get caught on the automatic stay of the bankruptcy court. How does that work? Isn't that a distinction without a difference? No. In the same way that we're able to see a difference between a show and a matanam as it were, we're able to see a difference in the financial industry between an actual loan or an agreement to repurchase what you sold me in a specific period of time. Ah, isn't that a loan? No, it's not a loan. It's a buy and a sale. It has very, very, very massive ramifications in the world of finance. So, what I'd like to suggest is that we have another drasha. The word after Lukachtem is Lukachtem Lachem. And we learn from Lachem, it's to exclude a shol and a gazel. So if it's to exclude a shol and a gazel, and the Gemara says, on the basis of this, from here the rabbi said, the person's not going to be yetzer. The mitzvah, the dal, minim on the first day of Yontif, with someone else's luach. And if the rabbis are learning out that you cannot be yet to the mitzvah on the first day with somebody else's luach, that by definition doesn't that mean that you have to take it yourself. So once I'm telling you that you have to take it yourself, so I don't need the Joshua of It's effectively been trumped, it's effectively been overtaken. By the next drasha, Lachem is telling you that it's not going to be Yitzchak. You have to have Risha for love of Shachavir, so you have to take your own. Perhaps we can suggest that that's the reason the Rambam doesn't bring down the drasha Lukachtan, that each and every person has to take their own Dal Minim. Why? Because we already see the same drasha, and in fact, from the word Lachem, Lachem tells you. Lechem is telling you, in effect, the same thing by saying that on Yantaf Rishon, it's the Efshat to be Yaitz to the Mitzvah, so in effect, you're at the same place. In effect, you've reached the same, the same destination that you cannot be Yaitz on the first day with somebody else's wolf. So you have to take your own. So you have to take your own. That's basically telling you the same thing that on the first, that there is a Lekich that's required in each and every person's hands. That would be my second suggestion. I don't like it. I don't love it because I think you could imagine the possibility that say, look, there is a dafkamina between Lochem and Lokachtam. The Drosh of Lokachtam should tell Kikha Biakalach of Echel, the Drosh of Lochem, Lights the Shabbos, the Gos, the Kanam Chachamim, Shein Adam Yotzi, the Chavos, the Revision Shalchab, the Lomash Chaveroi. I see a distinction. What happens if a Shlachti wants to be Mighty Kulam? He's taking his own move and asterisk. So he's not a shawl or a gazel. And he wants to see everybody with it. 
But when I'm being when I'm being yaitze, I'm not being yaitze with a, a law of shol. I'm being yaitze with the shlech tzibur. He's being yaitze me in the mitzvah. I don't have a law of shol. He doesn't have a law of shol or a law of gazel. He has a perfectly fine law that belongs to him. He's being yaitze me in the mitzvah. Why can't I say that? So, I think just learning out from lachem that says that the person who's using the dal minim cannot use a shol or gazel doesn't tell me that I have to take it. It's true, the rabbis are saying, the rabbis are learning out from here, the but I'm not being Yetzir with the Lulav Shachaberi. I'm being Yetzir with my own Lulav. And Yenem, who's being Yetzir with me, he's not being Yetzir by using someone else's Lulav. He's being Yetzir with me, and I'm using my own Lulav. So I still think that we could see a distinction between the Joshua of Lachem and the Joshua of Lachem, that you cannot say that just because the Ramah brings down the Halacha, the Joshua from Lachem, that that by definition also means the Joshua of Lachem, we'll like to suggest to you a third possibility. The third possibility is that, to go back to our Gemara that we have in Lamedala, the Gemara told us that Lachem is that it has to be Lachem. And the Rambam learns out that halacha. What does it mean? A lakicha tama means a, a whole lakicha, full lakicha. A full lakicha presumably means, and then a total taking. If I'm having esri chaser, I don't have a total taking. It's not kosher. If I'm missing one of the minim, it's not a kosher. It's not a full taking. So, why can't I say that? Simply being yaitzit with someone else is not a full taking. L'kichotama means it should be a full taking that requires me to take myself. Learn out from L'kichotama the same notion that I have to take it myself. If I don't take it myself, I'm missing something of the aspect of the taking. That it's really one drasha. And in effect, L'kichotama is nichlal in it this possibility is actually found in the riff. See, the riff, both the riff and the rush, bring down the drushes of as a halacha. And the riff, when he brings it down, says it differently than what we have in our Gemara. Says the riff. We learn that from Lukachtem, Shetehele Kichotama, Biyad Kolachar Ve'echad. There has to be a taking in each and every person, but a Lukichotama, a wholesome Lukichot. That tells me that the Rif saw in the Jerusha of Lukachtem, Shetehele Kichotama, and in the Jerusha of Lukachtem, Shetehele Kichot, Biyad Kolachar Ve'echad. He saw it as one Jerusha. He saw the drush as being effectively the same thing. It has to be a full taking. A full taking requires you to take it, and it requires you not to missing any of the meaning. It requires the meaning to be whole. So that certainly would work for the riff. The rush belly does not bring it in. When he brings down a lokicha, he doesn't bring in the word tamal. He ignores what the riff had. So at least for the riff, we could explain it. Why the Rambam wouldn't bring it down, though, doesn't work, because the Rambam brings down lokicha tamal. It doesn't bring down this. So it, it doesn't really truly explain for the Rambam.
as an idea conceptually, to as an abstract matter, include the within it the idea of I think it could potentially work. But if the Rambam is not bringing it down, I think that means that while it may work for the riff, we still have to keep on searching for another potential answer. I think the most potential most likely answer is what has to be always in a toolbox when we're analyzing the Ramam, and that is that the Ramam doesn't bring it down certain things that he thinks are basic, that he thinks are obvious. I happen to have just mentioned on Shabbos Shuvah in my shul, the idea that the Ramam doesn't bring down the mitzvah of tshuva as a mitzvah, and one of my options is to explain why, was because of the fact that it's so simple to the Rambam, it's a mitzvah that underlies all of the Torah. And the Rambam says in Sherish Dalit, he doesn't bring down mitzvahs that underlie all of the Torah. And I had a good raya. My good raya was that the Pasuk says, Umaltem es b'sar levavchem v'arbachem le'sak shu'ayt. And that is one of the mitzvahs that the Rambam brings down, underlies Kola Torah Kula. In Sherish Dalit, he doesn't have to bring it down. The same way like it says the Kedoshim to you. Right? The same way like these other things that are mitzvahs, you should be holy because Hashem is holy. That, that underlies all of Torah, everything. So, so too, tshuva, which the Ramam is bringing down, is not there to teach you that it's not going to be um, mila belev. Uh, it's not there to teach you that it's mila belev. What's it there for? To teach you tshuva. And the Ram is bringing that down, and that, that's underlying all of the whole Torah. If that's underlying the entirety of the Torah, then it doesn't need to be specified as a mitzvah separately. Perhaps we could say something similar over here. The Torah is read in, in Kedushan on, on Membez, Membez, the Torah is read brings down the difference between mitzvahs shebegufoy and mitzvahs shealyadegufoy. Certain mitzvahs, they're required to be dealt with the body. For example, a male child must be gemal. He has to be given a bris milah. That's a mitzvah of That child turns bar mitzvah and it doesn't have a bris. That child is required to give himself or to obtain for himself a bris. But as the father, it's not my mitzvah begufay. I don't have a mitzvah to give him the bris. It's a mitzvah. It's mutalamea. I can make a shliach to do my mitzvah. And both fathers who are not ma'elim are making shluchim to be the, the ma'el for them. When we have a mitzvah like sitting in a sukkah, that's not a mitzvah that anyone else could do for me. I have to sit in the sukkah. That's a mitzvah of Building the sukkah? Of course, that could be somebody I can have a shlech build the sukkah for me. It's not a problem. Tzvillin. Tzvillin is a mitzvah of I have to wear the tzvillin. I don't have to put the tzvillin myself. Let's say I have trouble, I can't put on this for myself. I can have a shlech put on the tefillin for me. One's a mitzvah begufay, one's a mitzvah ayyadeh gufay. Tzkiah shayfer. Tzkiah shayfer, by definition, the simple understanding is that as we make the brachas, the shemeyah kol shayfer, the mitzvah is the listening. No one else can listen for you. Can they blow for you? Of course, anybody can blow for you. But you have to hear the mitzvah. You have to hear the tkeshev. No one can listen for you. So 
when it comes to the Dal Aminim, by definition, by definition, that's what it means. When we're saying, well, Kachtan, Lochem, Rishon, Priyatzada, Kapas, Tomorrow, Manafitov, it's very Nochal. You have to take it. And you have to be happy. No one can be happy for you, and no one can do your taking for you. In the same way that no one can be happy for you, no one can do your taking. It's by definition. In fact, the Maritzchia suggested there in Sukkot, the Maritzchia asked this question, why the Rabbah doesn't mean down the halacha, and his initial suggestion is what I just suggested now, which for me is a fantastically good answer, which is we're not bringing down as Allah as a Dabar Pashat. It's a Dabar Pashat that the Mitzvah of the Arab Minim is a Mitzvah of Shabbat And I'm bringing you a Raya that we're required to be happy. We're required to be walking around with that Luluv and Esrig. We're going to be yet to the Mitzvah like Rabbi Miller. We're going to we're like the Chabad Chazim walking around with it like the Anshirish Alive all day long. That's not a myth that anyone else could do for us. So if that's the case, then by definition, it's insufficient of a taking if the Shiach was going to do it for me. By definition. So therefore, the Ram doesn't have to bring it down. Because how else can you be happy? Somebody else is going to be happy for you too. If you're going to say, is going to be done by somebody else. So then Tzidus Mecham is going to be done by somebody else too. No. By definition, you have to take it yourself. By definition, you have to be happy yourself. So if that's the case, so it's so simple, we don't have to tell you that. We don't have to bring that as a drush, as a halacha, because obviously what else is it? The Maritzchiz doesn't like the suggestion. Maritzchiz says that that doesn't really work because I don't need a drasha lukachtim to teach you shit. Hey, that's a mitzvah shabigufay. Because it's so poshit that's a dava shabigufay, mitzvah shabigufay, that I don't need any drasha in the world to tell me that. So, in fact, the Maritzchis wants to say that you learn out from this drasha that means that and now you did You can't have. You can't be holding like a, a towel, you know, around the dalmi. You have to hold it straight. And then the Maritz case wants to suggest that since the Gemara in the end rejects that and allows since you could use the Sudar as a way to hold the Dalmin. So since we allow for that, so then the Rambam couldn't bring down the drush of the Shetelikich because it's not brought down as a halacha lemaisa because we do allow a kichayde davrach. That's the suggestion of Maritzchid. Lani is that it doesn't really work because the parsha of the Gemara is coming to explain the Mishnah. The Mishnah explained to us that in Yontif Rishon, in those days, in times of the Beis they would come. They would, they would bring their love and Israel, they bring them to Shul, and they would they would leave them there in Arab Shabbos. And when they would come the next day, everybody would 
recognize his lulav and take it. And what happens if they, what happens if they, uh, if they didn't understand, if they didn't appreciate whose lulav it was? So the, um, the the Mishnah tells us in the beginning of the fourth paragraph, that what would happen was is that they would be with the people that you have to understand that you um, that each and every person um, is effectively putting out the rule of an essay to be taken by 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 anybody else. That it belongs to them, they're able to be with Because remember, if you're letting other people borrow it, that would be a show, and for the first day, it wouldn't work. So we see from both the Mishnah, the 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 second last Mishnah here, third paragraph, and the first Mishnah, and the fourth paragraph, the people cut the shul on every Shabbos if the first day was on Shabbos, put the woman astray in the Mishnah, and they would try. See if they can get their lulav back the next day. If they couldn't, then it was b'matana to whoever had it in order to be at the mitzvah without having a lulav shalacher. So the Gemara asks on the Mishnah, how do you know this idea that everybody would try to get their own lulav in the basic classes? And if it wouldn't work, you know, again, people would understand that they're using somebody else's b'matana. How did that happen? How did people know that you weren't yet to be love How do you know that that you do not have the ability to use someone else's love on the first day? And the Gemara says that the answer to that is that it has to be taken in the hands of each and every person. That's the response. You want to know how the Mishnah knew that everybody had to bring their their luminous regim and try to recognize it the next day was because of the fact that they would um, they would understand that using someone else's luv is insufficient. They have to find their own or use one that they're getting because you cannot be yotze with a luv that belongs to somebody else. Okay. So, on that, the Gemara is then saying, we have this drush of Lukachta, and we have a drush of Lukachta. Lukachta says to us, that actually we should take the kichah b'yanek l'echad b'echad. And Lukachta tells us that it's not yet with a shor'al or a gazel. Is the vart, is the vart that what we're talking about here in this Gemara is whether I'm taking a pidav or achet? The whole response over here is trying to explain to why everybody's trying to get the Lulav and Esri, and why they're trying to ensure they got their own back. And the reason that we're bringing down these drushes is in that context, that everybody has to have uh, their own Atila of the Dalmina, that everyone has to have their own. But it's not a context of talking about a Suda or not a Suda. That's why I'm not so comfortable with Varetzkeis' approach. And the Chassam Sefer and Truma. Like Hassam Sefer says, a hard question on the Rambam, why the Rambam didn't bring down this halacha, when the Rif and the Rosh, they all brought it down. And the Chassam Sefer in his classic, inimitable fashion, writes that the Sha'are 
Tirutzim is loin and el. There's still room for answers on this question of the Ramah. But the Chazam Sefer takes my suggestion and essentially says the same. I think he's basically suggesting a similar idea. That is, the reason that the Ramah didn't bring down was a double Pashit, that it's a Mrs. Shibagufai. And a Mrs. Shibagufai, not only a day Gufai, is not a Mrs. that can be answered with anybody else. So therefore, he didn't have to bring it down as a halacha. It was simple enough. If that's true, then we have an answer potentially to explain why it is that the Ramah took and brought that down as a halacha. But when it, the Pastor told us, and neglected to bring that down as a halacha, not because it wasn't a requirement, but it's by definition a requirement. It's so simple, it's such a portion as a requirement that the Rambam didn't have to actually specifically enunciate it. To be able to become again the Mitzvah, the and the Derek, the Minig of the Anshi Yushalayim, to always be walking around individually with our own Dalminim for the entirety of the day, except for the times that we are unable to focus on, like when we learn or have to do it, etc.